Hello, everyone. Welcome. We are back with Spunk Lake Sports, and I do apologize if there is an echo in the room. This is a very large, not not a large apartment whatsoever, but the ceilings are very high and it's very echoey. I need to fill this place out. But Austin Schindler here, Klon, right next to me. How are we doing, Klon? We're good. Um, virtually right next to you, I guess. I kind of did a double take in my head when you said that, but <laughs> got to hang some... Uh some some of those carpet padding things in the ceiling like they have in u.s bank that would get you going that's not bad yeah i could make this a whole recording studio and drop some mad fire beats in my pastime now get the people going part-time podcaster part-time anchor reporter part-time rapper that's me now the jack of all trades (laughs) this this is what the grind is this is what i strive for the literal swiss (laughs) army knife no, it's been honestly one hell of a transition so far from just not having a bed, not knowing where I'm going to live in Wisconsin. Well, I'll reserve my thoughts on Wisconsin since I'm a resident and I work and, for a TV station. And an here. employee that <laughs> promotes the state. No, but, I'll, you know. I'll, all in all, all in all, uh, Wausau, very, very charming town. Surprisingly, shockingly charming for me. Even our buddy, uh, even our buddy Mitch enjoyed it too. Just loves Wausau. It's like Avon times like 40, I guess, for me at least. Just Avon with a larger population. That I think if you times Avon's population by 40, it probably is pretty close to what Wausau's population is. <laughs> Honestly, probably, I, I would have to say so. I would have to say probably so. Probably right on. on a, yeah, no, it's, that's cool. Yeah, it's, it's been nothing but a grind, but we're just happy that I don't come home from a job I hate and then just think about how much I hate it and then wake up the next morning and be like, wow, I really don't want to work today. Not because yeah. I'm not a hard worker, but just the work itself is just grueling. Like yeah. I, I put in about nine hours every day at the station. I don't feel anything. I just do the work. I enjoy it. And I get out and then I get my car and I go, I don't hate it. I don't hate anything today. That's awesome. Could yeah, be I mean, a stressful day too. Got to be a sign that things have improved, but I mean, you got to kind of take it for what it's worth. I mean, you've spent the majority of the last decade of your life, like studying this stuff and per- kind of pursuing it anyway. So yeah, that's got to count for something. Hey, my tuition dollars are finally going to work. <laughs> and t- yeah, until- that's another way to put it. <laughs> I was, I was slightly worried about that. I was just like, man, you know, it was fun, but God damn, what a waste of money if yeah, I don't God, ever use that this. Work, huh? <laughs> I could have not gone to college and saved all that money and done the same exact stuff. But we made it. We're here. Career is only growing, as is this podcast. It's paid off. Paid off. Everything's paid off. Hey, I'm, I'm pretty sure the podcast partially got me hired here. As is because they were just saying, so what have you been doing the last two years? And I was just like, oh, man. Uh, do yeah. I even really want to what say? What would you like to know? <laughs> do I even want to say? Well, I've been, uh, you know, to stay in the game here, I've uh, been working on a sports podcast, do that every week. And he's like, and, oh, man, love it. Just, hey, anything that gets me in. And we did hey. it. We're in Wausau. It's effort. Extra effort gets you to Wisconsin, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and more cheese. And, and cheese more curds. Yeah. Cheese curds, I think, is what the extra effort is. Yeah. <laughs> Can, can we get uh, can, hey cheese? Okay, this is the one thing I'll say about Wisconsin cheese oh, curds. Will be good. Slightly over, actually overrated. Not slightly, but cheese curds are overrated. Just you might balls get fired che- tomorrow at this point. I mean, they're just fried cheese balls. Like, 
mozzie sticks give me i'll take mozzie sticks over or over cheese curds i don't know dude the you, best mozzie stick versus the best cheese curd give me the mozzie stick you haven't you haven't had the right cheese curds then would be my i argument. live in wisconsin you've We're been supposed to be good everywhere four weeks okay that i guess is fair but my argument is and you kind of just brought it up mozzie sticks are great sure but cheese curds, if you've ever been to Target Field and had their cheese curds, will crush every single Monsi stick known to man. I've had some slamming Monsi sticks. I will send before. you a pic. I, next Twins game I'll be at is in about three weeks. I'll send you, I'll buy a bucket. <laughs> three weeks? Carter. That's a first. I know, I know it's not like three days. This, this is my longest. This is my longest break. You're, you're Actually, like I me. Just, you, I just had my longest break. Uh, you're literally me with Wednesday. the Timberwolves, or you're, you're me, but with the Twins. Yeah. Like just yeah, oh and yeah, like fair. That was when Timberwolves games were five bucks a pop, and I could just yeah, right. Literally any time. Oh god, I mean, that was it was fun, but it was painful. I think I signed up for like a ten. I signed up for like tickets to ten games. I think this year, and with all the deals and stuff I used to sign up for the games that I wanted, I think it came out to like eight dollars and fifty cents a ticket. So it's like all. Oh, that's, that's not a bad. bad. That is not a bad deal. So speaking of those twins. Still in first, huh? We're still kicking it two Basically. games. Yeah. Two games above Cleveland, the Guardians, of course, the, the new new and improved guard Cleveland baseball team. <laughs> but uh, Twins, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like they should be up by probably like six games. I will say we have had plenty and way too many injuries. Jorge Polanco's just getting back. Still in first. That's all I could. That, that's what we said, like all throughout. Just stay in first. Just don't screw it up. Thank God we have Luis Arise batting three hundred thousand for a batting average. This guy <laughs> is the coolest dude since Eduardo Escobar on this Twins team. Oh yeah, no, Luis is the man. But to to back up a little bit, we're recording on Tuesday night. Yeah, what is it? The twenty eighth today, whatever. Yes, so sir. The twins. If you're, if you think back and you follow the twins, they had just blown a game this afternoon in the eighth inning again. Shout out Amelia yep. Pagan for the third time in a week. Um, but if if you take Kramer was just making the point before we started recording on the broadcast, I was listening, and he said if they hadn't blown the two games last week against Cleveland head to head and the game today. Mm-hmm. The division lead coming into tonight's game, the second one of the doubleheader would be eight games. Oh no! And it's two right now. Oh, that one hurts. So that's yeah, that shows you where we're at. Um, that's that's like a Minnesota sports team, though. For you, you know, they'll just is. sit there. They'll be they should be better than what they are, and they'll just sit there, and you'll sit there, right? Say, and well, you'll just sweat. You'll just, your back sweat, yeah. butt sweats off the charts just because. Every game is way closer than it should be. And we'll be, we'll stay exactly like we are, like seven, eight, nine games above 500 for the foreseeable future. And the division lead will fluctuate between maybe four games up to three games down to four. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. just going to keep you, keep it so we can't be comfortable. And I mean, obviously, it's still going to take being in first, but it's just yeah. really, really annoying just the way we're losing games right now. That's that's what it is. Can we please, please get a speed dial to Matt Guerrero, Pat Neshek, and Joe Nathan? Yeah. 
as soon as awesome. you got to the seventh inning with those guys and occasionally the sixth with Jesse Crane, occasionally, you know, yeah, he was decent for a little he's, while. But. He was decent. But if you ever got to the seventh inning with those twins, oh, my God, like Guerrero, Nishek and, and Nathan, I've never been more confident in a twins team to close out a game with those guys than anyone right. else. Right now, yeah. I couldn't even I mean, I'm struggling to name. I'm trying. I'm struggling to name the relievers on our team besides obviously Duran, who's you're, you're going to remember the guy who throws 103 miles an hour. Yeah. And he's lights out. I mean, he's, guys, guys ERA is like lower than one right now. So <laughs> phenomenal. But if we, we had got him in the him, Eduardo trade, right? Yeah. Yeah. He came uh, over with from Escobar. No, so. I, I really wanted a reason to be mad about the Eduardo trade, but now I just can't at this point. Yeah. The, the, the one thing we wanted out of the trade actually worked out. So that is a first. See, one of the only good trades we've made recently, though. I mean, do you want to think about it? Emilio Pagan, we basically traded straight up for Taylor Rogers, so that's fun. Yeah, that that'd be nice to have him. I probably enjoy that a little more. And we also did get Chris Paddock, but the guy had Tommy John literally after being here for a week, so that didn't really work. <laughs> yeah. So where do we? I mean, where do you see us right now? We still got guys coming back from the IL, like. Oh, it seems like we have just a cl- we're, we're just in a cluster heck. I'll say cluster heck here just for the enough. of just players like how we use them. Kirloff is back in the lineup. He's doing nice yeah. things like how do we manage this? I think it's kind of a weird situation because I don't think it the is. front office expected. I mean, nobody, I guess, expected Luis Arise to hit 340. So it's I mean, basically impossible at this point to take he's him hit out of the hit 300 lineup. pretty much all of his, like his entire twins career. Right. I just, you could justify if he was hitting 290 to 300, you know, sitting him out every third game or something where now you basically have no choice. No, he's um, absolutely lights out. So and Polanco comes. Makes and me so happy. Polanco is actually playing in the game tonight, um, starting at second. So it'll be weird to see. You know, how and Polanco is the kind of guy they want to play every day, too. So, I mean, where's Luis going to play? And Gio Rochelle has been playing great, so you don't want to take him out at third. And then the problem is, I mean, you have Miranda up here, but you don't want to send Miranda back down. And it's that classic, like, the young guy wants – you want major league reps. But I don't know. It's it's really strange just because you kind of forget about Alex Kirloff now. And, you know, two years ago this guy was, like, they talk we were waiting like, we were literally waiting coming for this of guy to pop coming. out two years ago like just right. froth- him and royce we were just frothing at the mouth like get this guy like get these two to the show they're gonna rake Yep. i mean in the, in their defense obviously they are they're doing a pretty damn good job obviously injuries have gotten in the way multiple times hate right. to see royce out for the rest of the season too right so i yeah i mean i'm at the point where I guess just the way I look at it. We're just riding the wave right now, man. Exactly. Like just just like roll with the punches. We're getting slapped in the face like almost every other game with an injury or a blown lead or a blown game or a blown save. Just literally just roll with the punches. Take what's given to you. Try to win the games, but just well, stay just stay in first, man. Just stay in first. That's all we got. Yeah. And we still got two more games with the Guardians, too. Yeah, yeah, after the night still, but it's just weird. Like you can tell the team's young. Like you got a lot of guys that haven't been up here for a long time because you'll have two games in a row we'll score seven runs and then nine or ten or whatever and blow up and the next three games we'll score like two runs and like won't get hits. Yeah. Like the consistency is just not there. But 
I do. Well, I, that part, I'm I'm less concerned about that than I am the pitching. Like they gotta they gotta get more guys, or it's just not gonna work. <laughs> I just, it's a broken record at this point. Like, it's a sick, disgusting running joke. I don't know who is who signs off the final sign off on what moves we do, but they are just they must be laughing about how much we want pitching. And they're just like, watch this. They just go watch this. We need pitching so bad. It's just, right. I can't, it's so hard to deal with when you like, yeah, we can score. Like we're, we're a great regular season team. We've been a solid regular season team for the last few years. However, once it gets to the playoffs, you legitimately need pitching. Cause guess what? You have 162 games in a regular season. You can go, your team can go cold hitting for four games and it really doesn't matter. Right. The, the, maybe the four games matter in a tight race, but you can, you can afford that. But when playoffs come around, every game matters. And if your whole team's cold, like we have since 2004, you need pitching yeah. to at least keep it close. Yeah. So yeah, they, they do need to go get a guy. I mean, they need to trade. for. Do you have anyone else. in mind? Yeah, Frankie Montez from Oakland, ah, yes. the guy we talked about trading for before the year. Yeah, um, the, we were close, but couldn't. Lefty with, or no, excuse me. I think he's the righty, actually, but electric arm. Um, mm. Smaller guy, but throws upper 90s, starter. Hasn't had a Who great year statistically. if he's a smaller guy, but shucks. Hasn't had a great year statistically, but he also plays for the Oakland A's, so nobody's going to have a statistically good year there. No offense for, to them. For those wondering, uh, the Oakland A's have double the losses than they do wins. So, yeah, that's what you're dealing with there. Yeah. I'm to yeah, we got we we got to get some sort of arm on this team. I'm sure Montez would enjoy seeing or enjoy a new change of scenery, especially with this Twins clubhouse. Like for the first time, it actually seems like they enjoy each other. They don't yeah. feel the pressure of succeeding as much. Right especially with, I don't know, with guys like Miguel Sano out of the lineup or just kind of running as we are. Guys are taking in strides, such as Byron Buxton. Like, he could be have his head filled with a bunch of, like, this guy's a bust. He's never going to stay healthy. No, he just plays baseball at this point. Him and Carlos right. Correa look like they're best friends out there. Right. Yeah, they've, they've gelled really well. And, yeah, I just think the Twins front office kind of gambled on not trading for Frankie Montez right away before the year because they said why don't we just co- trade taylor rogers for frankie Mon- i mean obviously the, yeah that would have what the a's probably don't want a guy that can a's, help them win at this point but i'm sure the a's are totally yep. in on flipping him 20 games 30 40 50 games in the season that could have been and that wouldn't have been a bad idea actually um to actually make that trade if you're both teams but i think the twins front and his brother logic. plays for san francisco uh, right he That's did. just across the bay. He did. He now pitches for, I want to say it's like the Diamondbacks or something. Or not the the uh, the Marlins. Oh, I thought they were in the same division this year. They right? were. They were, but I think he got traded like right after that. Hmm. I think or something like that. I'd have to look. What's his name? Trevor Rogers, I think. Yeah, it's Trevor Rogers. Let me let me look at that because now I'm, I'm I might be wrong, but I I swear to God I was just watching a Marlins game over the yeah, he's with the Marlins now. Oh, that's wild. I s- or is that a different oh. Taylor Rogers? Now, now, totally now different- you got me. This might uh, be a totally different dude. His brother's name is Tyler. Tyler Rogers. I knew it started but, with a T. 
But is Trevor their brother too? Possibly. I have to look up, uh, pull up. What is that place called? No, some ancestry.com. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I got to find out if Free no, I re- we really need to know this because this is important. But anyway, um, yeah, I think the logic for the twins front office is going to work out. They're going to have to give up less at the trade deadline to get them to get you, Frankie. Yeah, I suppose. And they, I mean, they would have at the beginning of the year. Cause you only get Frankie for half the season instead of the full thing. So, yeah. I think that was kind hey, of as long as we're still in first place and we, we get him while we're still in first yeah, place, like that's best case scenario, for really. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what they were hoping for, is exactly how it's playing out. But I don't know, you just hate the insecurity of you know, there's so many times or so many pieces we're so close to having, or if we had that, you know, yeah, if we had this, so we would different. win a playoff game, and that's right. honestly all I could possibly ask for at this point. Right. Just give me one Twins playoff win. So just just so I can feel life. Just right. give me the game 163 2009 versus the Tigers feeling again. <laughs> one. That was just, yeah, just to make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. It is just, there's something about those, those uh, tiebreaker games, like the NBA play-in game and that tiebreaker game. There's just like so much more at stake and especially for just a minnesota fan you're you're just starving for success just one little bit that's why we still celebrate the the minneapolis miracle because it was one of the greatest plays in nfl history but on top of that we've i mean this vikings franchise have never seen a play like that ever so it's i mean even though we just got absolutely massacred the next week i don't even think about that at this point we just got our moment and I love those moments for us because they just—it was worth it. They just never happened, man. It's just tough. It was worth. It. I mean, hey, they flags five forever. You know that whole deal. We'll never Fair forget enough. that. At least I mean, it's enough. such a consolation trophy, but we'll take it. <laughs> Put it in the rafters because there's nothing there, anyways. Yeah, that's right. Something's don't even have uh, even for the wolves. Just don't even have KG up there, which that's a, that's a whole story fiasco in itself. I, I don't really yeah. want to get into it. It's a disaster. But anyway. But yeah, uh, honestly, let's let's take a quick break here since our Zoom is about to run out of time. Yeah, I yep. just saw that. Yeah. This 40 minute thing is really cramping our style. I know. Well, it's a real thing now. I, I checked the website for everybody. Like, yeah, it's literally for everyone. There's only just there's just 40 minute time limits for two people now. And it's just that's just ridiculous. But. Yeah, we'll toss it to break. When we come back, we're talking some wolves. We're talking some draft. We're talking some crazy trades. Some make zero sense. Some still make zero sense, but we'll have the rundown. And we're back. Thanks again to Zoom uh, for only allowing us 40 minutes at a time. So we have to fire up a new Zoom. But let's get to the wolves draft here, Klon. Honestly, very respectable draft for me for Tim Connolly in his first year, uh, kind of honestly coming in about a month ago. And luckily the Nuggets had around the same pick as uh, the Wolves did, uh, but they traded back from 19 to get 22 and 29. They used those picks to get seven foot one, 250 pound Walker Kessler set the NCA record in blocks in the season, obviously leader in blocks in this, in, in this season on top of that defensive player of the year, no surprise there. Uh, Wendell Moore, junior Duke got Duke guy, junior 
had a couple years under the belt with Coach K, 41% from three, 45% from three from the corner. Defender, passer, He I watched the presser today. Uh, he, he mentioned that passing is one of his top three abilities. So we got a little playmaker, three-point shooter, and he's got a seven-foot wingspan too. So solid defender on the other side of the court. Uh, we got, uh, I think, some Italian guy. He's staying overseas for now. We will follow up on that if he ever plays for the Timberwolves. And then Josh Minot uh, out of Memphis, played for Penny Hardaway. I don't expect him to get a lot of time. It's a pretty crowded roster at this point. Uh, but he's going to be a good G League product. Uh, so, Claude, anything stick out to you in this draft? Uh, I, I think, I guess, the Wolves, it's kind of fun not picking in the lottery, so we have a lot of It's like so it. much fun. I don't, I'm not right. really stressing about any of these picks because they're at 22 and 29. How many of those guys actually become bona fide NBA starters? Not many. So, right. and I mean, for me, every, like Walker Kessler is pretty much everything the Wolves needed. Yet there's still people complaining, still Wolves fans mad that this guy, why did we waste a pick on a backup center when we could have drafted a potential all-star? Buddy, what are the chances that even happens? Like, you get the biggest need at that point, and we desperately need a rim protector. This guy set the record for most blocks in a season. Like, right. what are we complaining about here? Right. I, I don't. I don't see any reason to to not like the pick. I mean, it's it's a late first round pick in the NBA draft. Like, yeah, you have to understand what you have here. Uh, it's it's stupid to think that you know you're gonna you're gonna split hairs. It, like, if there was a guard or a shooter or something available, like there's a reason they're still available at 22. I don't care who it was. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter what position they play. Like, and you like you said. We filled a hole, you know, that this is, this is something now this we don't have to spend free agent money we on. had on this team, a guy right. who can play drop coverage because cats just a lost cause out there. We completely gave up on that last year. We tried the high wall. It was pretty effective for him. It was pretty effective for D'Lo. but once you get to the playoffs and they start throwing and the other teams start throwing different looks at you because it is the playoffs. You got to be able to play more than one defense. And that's par- one that's partially what killed us during that series. And two, you could see where we're desperately needing someone to stop Brandon Clark from just jamming on us and catching lobs. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, just so frustrating. Like this guy is massive. To get low. Yeah. Just need someone to be down low and at least contest. Like it feels like when big cat can, or, yeah, when cat contest contest shots, it's just, swats you know and I, that's very very dumbed down but just feels like he doesn't have a lot of feel for it so yes. i don't know i i would just well, top, I, I mean it's such you, a good pick i think i don't know that's if, just if, all i can say well not only that but he also like i've I watched you know obviously you watch the highlights you see the best the best of him right i look out exactly. for like what he does not just the blocks and how hard he blocks him but like the little things this guy blocks with both of his hands. He can get out to any space and block with his left or right hand. I saw him a couple times off a of pick and roll, and he was taking out taking the lead point guard. He was pretty steady on his feet. Obviously, I'm sure that won't happen much, you know, with Kyrie Irving or anyone yeah. with handles in front of him. Right. However, the potential is there. Not only that, but in the presser uh, earlier today too, he did mention that he was an offensive player in high school. 
once he got to Auburn, they told him, hey, we got offensive players. You're playing defense. You're massive. And he set the record. So he's certainly fine with filling a role. He's certainly right. okay with that. Not only that, the, the guys from Georgia, 10, I'm pretty sure he's 10 days younger than Ant, which is crazy considering Ant's just shows starting you his third season. Shows you how young Ant is, but yeah. It tells me that and he's a Georgia boy. Ant loves his ATL Georgia guys. So I'm sure Ant's going to just give him heck just all around, but with love. You know, he's a, he's a Georgia kid. But his grandpa, Kessler's grandpa, also played at Minnesota. Just realized that today or just saw that on Twitter today. So, I mean, the stars are aligning here for this guy to be pretty all right. <laughs> yeah, pretty all right. I, I mean, at but, least, per, you know, you say that as a joke. Pretty but... all right. You just, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the bright side here, obviously. You know, right. we're, we're looking at the highs. You know, this, this guy probably isn't the fastest. He's probably not as slight on his feet as I think he is. I'm sure he's well, got yeah, a that... lot of his offensive game to work on. I saw his three-point shot. It was one of the uglier things I've seen in a while. Yeah, we don't need that. We don't need but, that one. Hey, but we don't need – yeah, we don't need that. And all these Wolves fans are complaining, this guy doesn't shoot the three. We, we're the number one scoring team in the league. We don't – what? we need defense. You need to block shots. You need to start fast breaks, make plays happen. That's, I think, what we could get out of Kessler. Obviously, the guy fell to 22. So, like you said, there's obviously something that you need to work on, some things you need to work on. But I think it's yeah. a home run of a pick. I think it's – but no disrespect to Walker Kessler. Like, I think he fits perfectly right now with us. Like, yeah. It's such a – Everything that, he that's does why right the slander is, is so we weird to me because it doesn't add up. We don't it doesn't need more up. shooting, you know? Right. We need rim protection. He does. Yeah. He set the record for most blocks in the season. Well, That's what yeah, we, we need. We got literally maybe the best shot blocker in the draft or like pure shot blocker. Fine. And now you basketball geniuses out there. We just saved all that money on signing a veteran five. We might be able to swing something else or you can, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, there's obviously trades and things that might still fall, but you, it's one less thing for us to worry about. It was one thing on the list we needed before the next year and we got it. You just check the box. We did it about as economically sensible as you can do. I don't. I don't know why there would be any sort of negativity because, towards the pick. Because it's he won't be an all star. He won't be an all star in his career, Fine. buddy. We don't need an all star. We have Cat and Ant. We should have three all stars on our team on paper right now. Like right. We don't need four. Not in my book, but no. Walker Walker Kessler. I, he's gonna be Anthony Edwards' best friend, in my opinion. The guy loves lakes. I found out too. Buddy, we're the land of 10,000 lakes. So I'm sure him and Ant will be jumping in Lake Minnetonka, ripping the jet ski anytime soon. Please do not hurt yourself. And on top of that, I'm actually wearing my Thirsky shirt today. I'm going to take a screenshot of this later. Thirsky, I'm going to give a free plug to Ant for all 40 of our followers. Thirskyinternational.com. You can get this awesome tea. And not only that is why I'm doing that, but because I still have a deal to settle with Ant Jr., we yeah, have junior, to make this. Yeah. yeah. I have to make this interview happen. And he want, I, I just, he said one day, that's all he said, but I will tell you right now, the first interview with Ann jr. Will be legendary. Electric electric to say the least. We are an electric factory, but uh, with the other pick we had there, Wendell Moore jr. Uh, junior out of Duke third year. 
And I mean, you could kind of see the reason why he wasn't drafted high or even went to the draft, you know, his first two years at Duke. Obviously, he's not the biggest guy. He's six five, plays more of a small forward position, kind of undersized on that part. Um, but he just made a massive jump this year. First year at Duke, he shot 21% from three. Next year, 30. This year, 41% from three, like I said. 54% from the field, 50% just field goal percentage in general. The guy made a big leap, and he's got a lot of intangibles, such as a seven-foot wingspan. So he's pretty much, I mean, another just all-around all around player that we need. Yeah. Yeah, the thing about it that kind of kind of sucks is that I I kind of take that as the end pick. of that could be a real value pick too. Right, exactly. But you know, hopefully it works out. But worst case scenario, the way I kind of see it is that could be the end of McKinley Wright's run here with us, which kind of blows because I was kind of hoping that train I would did, still come through. But it sounds I did like read that he's one's probably out. He's sounds probably like he's kind of out on that now. But Kogi um, and McKinley are probably out. Yep, that's what I gather too. But no, I I like. Wendell I mean he he hit shots for them you could just just remember watching this last college season like he was never he never had to be the focal point I mean they had the number one overall pick on their team obviously and then in the second unit same with Auburn with Jabari Smith at three right these two guys are fine in their roles they know they can make large impacts and I think there's something to be the focal point guy and I think there's something to be said about drafting those guys, taking a role player from a college team rather than, a, you know, instead of taking a team's best player and trying to turn them into a role player. Like, mm-hmm. you have a I mean, guy heck, that's already Devin Booker was the sixth option. man on Kentucky that year. The cat right. year. Exactly. exactly yeah. He dropped 70 points in, a, in an NBA game. When, well, he's, I, he's like 20 or 21. Yeah, this was like two years ago already, which is crazy. But, yeah, that's I just think taking the role players and – kind of morphing them into what you want. I mean, Devin Booker is a, 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 maybe almost even an exception to that, but yeah, he, he, I just think it's like perfect <laughs> to take, yeah, like a Kessler, like a Wendell Moore, like you got what you want, you know, the exact role they just played in college, they get to go do again, you know? Yeah, that's literally what they're going to do. And that that's, I mean, obviously they're going to try to extend their game more, right? Kessler's going to try to get himself a shot. Like he's, he's going to want to be able to hit threes eventually, but I mean, where we're at right now as a team, like I said, we're the number one scoring team in the NBA. Really, all all I need from Walker Kessler is to rebound, block shots, and when he gets an offensive rebound, just put it back in because there is way too many times last year where Jared Vanderbilt ended up with the offensive rebound. Vanderbilt averaged more offensive rebounds than defensive rebounds per game, keep in mind. But when he pulled down the offensive rebound, he'd just pass it right out. Go up strong either draw the foul or just put it in the basket. And he was pretty timid on that side of things. If Walker Kessler can do that, then we got a gem. Cause this guy's even, this guy's like six inches taller than Vanderbilt. He's right. That's yeah, he's crazy. got like, like he's, he's probably got like 50, 60 pounds or 40, 50 pounds on Vanderbilt. Like this guy could be exactly what we need. And I'm just still baffled, man. Like why? Wolves fans are just upset with the pick. That's just people that want to be upset about anything. Unless we drafted Michael GMs. Jordan and LeBron, they would have been upset. So, Armchair GMs. Look, we were fr- everyone is frothing over EJ Liddell at 19, and he went at 41. So we're just a bunch of armchair GMs, man. Like, 
these guys put their entire life, 20 plus years into scouting NBA players. I think they know a little bit more than, than, than us behind a keyboard. Uh, But for other, honestly, other wolves news, a lot of talk about a D'Lo trade. And I know we've discussed that before. Um, Like D'Lo had one of his better seasons, if not his best. A lot of people don't see it that way. A lot of people are really shaded and clouded by the, the playoff series, which is honestly understandable. You, you yeah. can't excuse what happened in the playoffs. We could have, we maybe could have won the series, you know, if, if D'Lo didn't play, but I don't want to put that on anyone. Obviously you're going to start D'Lo. Um, but I can tell you right now, I'm just so sick of seeing these like every day. It's like, we need D'Lo gone. We need D'Lo gone. Pick up DeJounte Murray at all costs. I mean, yeah, you could try it out. Obviously, DeJounte Murray was an all-star this year. You can't deny that. Led the league in steals. Like, we could use that too, but it just doesn't uh, – it feels terrible to just dump D'Lo after only one full season with the team. Maybe right. it's just me being a homer, I guess. I don't know. You can you can take it how you want, but – I feel like D'Lo hasn't hit the ceiling yet, and a lot of people think he has. Yeah, I mean, kind of like I think mentioned. he's close. I think he's close to hitting a ceiling. I think he can be a lot more consistent. I think that's still possible, but you know, the running thing in his career is consistency, and he hasn't really shown that quite yet. Yeah. But I don't know. What do you think? And I just think that I mean, like it's just, just quick to jump the gun. You know, that's how I feel it. I think it's a kind of a knee jerk reaction to say he needs to be gone. Yeah. I mean, if there's a perfect situation for us to trade for a guy that right. makes sense. And I don't know who that one guy is. I don't think there's like, buddy, Murray. I do not want Kyle Kuzman, Contavious Caldwell Pope and, and oh, protected God, no. first round pick for D'Angelo Russell. No, like, I right. do not want that. And people are calling for that. And I do not know why, like, That's- dude, how bad do you think this guy actually is? Like he didn't have, he probably had one of the worst shooting like stats wise shooting of his career, he still made an impact. He's if you look at the wolves record with and without D'Lo, we have a superior winning record with D'Lo and a really dog crap record without D'Lo. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a little bit of, like I said, knee jerk reaction to say he needs to be gone. Um, Mm -hmm. I do still think though, like you kind of mentioned, if he is trending upwards, you know, how many how long can we wait for a 26 27 year old player to keep trending upwards yeah. you know like going into his eighth year in the league you know right you know that's that's my argument is like this team needs to win in the next like two three years and we can't sit here and say like oh you know maybe not maybe I would, next I would, year the only thing i'd say against like the next two three years is we have anthony edwards he's only right yeah he's no, gonna be I'm like 23 the, at yeah. that point <laughs> yeah i'm not worried about ant i'm worried about like getting everybody else around him like we like cat and d-lo get to 30 plus and we're still not winning then you're gonna be in trouble and just the sheer fact of trying Maybe, to sign these guys hey, financially is gonna be impossible too but right and and end all be all i think i still have wiggins ptsd like i would hate to ship off d-lo and then he all of a sudden becomes a focal point in, in the, t- the next team he's at. And we yeah. gave up extra to get the guy, the guy we want. And he's not performing, you know, as, as good as D'Lo is at that time. I do not want that to happen again. It's, it's, it's hard enough to pull up Twitter and then scroll through like six Warriors posts 
just clowning the wolves for giving them for giving them in quotes Wiggins, Clay, Steph. Like I'm just so sick of it. I do like uh, Warriors fans need to go, man. Not you because you I don't thought, bring it I up. I thought it was not, pretty funny. Not you not because you never for bring a little it up. while. But holy crap! Like, dude, the Steph Curry draft was 13 years ago. <laughs> stop! <laughs> just stop. Just, it's just funny that like. You know, we always talk Johnny about Flynn. that draft, too. Not to get too off topic. We always talk about that draft, too. Like, the Steph draft. What would have happened if we took him? You know, what if we didn't? And then the cor- throughout course of history, or throughout the, the next few years, we're directly interfering or aiding, I guess, in this case, the Warriors again by not pulling the trigger on a trade that would get Clay Thompson here. You know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. so funny. Like, all of a sudden all those hypotheticals played out the way they did. And then again, we had a chance to really alter the Warriors history. Didn't do it again. You know, it comes up again, you know, obviously with Yeah, the entire NBA was waiting for us to finally pull it off and beat the Warriors in a trade or a draft. Yeah. Right. And not only have we not succeeded, but we've aided them just throughout. Yeah. Like the last, like you said, 13 years, how many times has come up is just kind of funny, but I, I will say like, I just, no one's going to get over this, but like that Wiggins trade needed to happen. It needed to happen. Unfortunately, it needed to happen. I would have loved to kept, keep the guy if he tried a little harder, but it needed to happen. He needed to go. I, and he, I seriously think that was a trade where you can honestly say that it helped both teams. It did. Yeah, I would say it helped both teams. And then people are like, well, you missed out on Jonathan Kaminga. I saw... <laughs> What has he done this year? Like, I mean, he's got potential that oozes, but I mean, he's a good defender, doesn't really have a shot. Like, and it's not like we would have drafted him anyways at seven. Yeah. Like, right, I don't know. Right. I think, I think bring up the, you can bring up the first round draft pick, but you can't really bring up Kaminga. He isn't even, what if he sucks? What if he stinks? Then, then are you still going to bring it up? We got Jonathan Kaminga and you got D'Angelo Russell. No. Like, just, what is it with just clowning the Timberwolves at every waking second of life? I don't know what kind of simulation we're living in here, but I'm sick of it. <laughs> right. It's just always like we had a great year this year and it still circles back to that, which is frustrating. But so, yeah, we'll see. I mean, honestly, we'll see what happens there. Um, I know today, too, uh, Finch said that. There's going to be a lot of emphasis on Jaden McDaniels, Anthony Edwards, and Jalen Noel, surprisingly. Um, I guess not really surprisingly, but those are emphases they want to uh, really build them up, I guess. And that just kind of sparks like Jalen Noel. Like, I mean, yeah, he's a solid player, absolute bucket getter first and foremost, but not the greatest defender. Sounds like we might be trying to groom him into you know, some sort of bench role at some point, which tells me that Malik Beasley or D'Angelo Russell will be gone sooner rather than later. And by that, I mean like a year within the year or two. I would, yeah, I would say, I mean, the fact that they're bringing his name up of all people is not, not, maybe not telling. We all see the potential. The guy like is an instant basket off the bench. He just like, unfortunately cannot defend. And that's what, that's what killed. Like, that's why he didn't get any minutes in the playoffs. Because the the, the guy just couldn't defend. And I mean, once it gets that crunch playoff time, you got to pull up. You you got to put in, I mean, you just got to play defense, man. You just got to do that. 
Yep. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, I, you know, that that's the thing, like bringing his name up, like you can't play 14 guys, you can't play 14 guys in and, rotation. So at this point, we, like, he's going to be in have, somebody's out. Like we don't have like top tier talent, but we have a lot of talent in the same talent range. So it's going to be like, I'm interested to see what Finch does with these lineups here. Cause especially if we, you know, pick up a veteran big in free agency, maybe try to groom Walker Kessler a little more, but it, we'll, we'll see what happens here. Cause by the time, I mean, this will post on Thursday. So Thursday evening is when um, free agency opens quick news. I guess we could bring up Torian Prince signed a two year, $16 million extension with the wolves. So he's back. Yeah. I like I'm all right him. with that. Yeah. I'm all right with he that. Fit, he not... fits a very small and, but very distinct role. So Good to three and D like baby him. can play the three and four solid defender. If the shot goes down more, he's going to be an absolute steal at eight million a year. Oh, for sure. He's yeah, thirty-five I mean, plus. At, from get him three. at his best. He's he's pretty good. Yeah, he he had a couple flat flashes last year. So we'll see what happens uh, this time around. Big big wolves stuff happening here. New GM, new president of basketball operations. We'll see what happens. Pretty interested. I like where we're heading though. But uh, a new little thing I, I'd love to bring up. I got a real nostalgic vibe f- about the Metrodome the other day. I just love the Metrodome, man. Maybe it's just me. I, I saw this picture from like, it must have been the late 80s or early 90s. It just, it was like a sign in, in the Metrodome that said Metrodome dash Minneapolis. And then in quotes, we like it here. <laughs> didn't say much else <laughs> that's about the it, most though. minnesotan thing i have ever heard it in my entire life and that couldn't explain like the dome and like the dome experience even more so i just wanted to bring up like so, some dome dome memories here because i did i went to plenty of those games back in the day and actually the last one the last vikings game uh, in the dome which i think ended up being the last overall game um but i'll right. yep but I'll start it off. Maybe we make it a series out of this. Maybe this is just a one-time thing. But first thing I think of is the troughs. That's just, oh, my God. Those, nothing like pulling up when you're like a six- to eight-year-old or five- to eight-year-old kid right up to the troughs, and there's some, like, just drunk 60-, 50-year-old dude right next to you just so stumbling around. Dad's just looking at you like, yeah. Don't pay attention to that guy, but this guy's just yeah, welcome. smell the booze off him and everything. Like this welcome is welcome to reality, kid. <laughs> welcome to reality, kid. Nothing like the troughs at the the, the dome. Klon, do you have anything? I, you're, you're, I got just a, a couple. I guess just a yeah. To keep it kind of short, like remember going to a lot of baseball. I mean, obviously baseball is what we went to the most, but yeah, baseball um, for sure. Vikings were always expensive. Even was always dome, just, for some reason. Yeah, Jesus, but uh. <laughs> was always just so intrigued by right field, like how we had seats under there and the, the place transformed into a football field, obviously. The amount of home runs Jason Kubel hit over that thing is ridiculous. But like, I just remember I never got, we never really sat out there when I was really little. And then towards, I mean, I was probably, what were we like? Freaking sixth grade when this thing closed down for baseball. 20, 2013. Yeah. And I think the twin target field football. was built in 10. So 2009. Yeah. yeah. So it's like six year, but finally, like our last time we went there was more so it was like the last weekend of the year the twins were playing there, like the last series. 
and we just took a lap around like just walking around like we didn't even really watch much of the game just kind of taking it all in and still went to a couple football games after so it's kind of weird why we were saying goodbye four years in advance but just looking behind the big tarp in right field like that always covered the extra seats and just seeing all the extras like well even oh, even I guess there really I think- are more one thing I remember on that tarp too is just a giant Chevy Chevy Silverado ad, just a giant Chevy truck, right? Yeah. On, just pasted right on the tarp. I just nothing screams Chevy more than the Metrodome. That's for sure. Yeah, that one, and then they had that. There was like a Dodge minivan on the right field baggie for a while too, and yeah. Oh was, yep. The, yeah. But yeah, it's just so funny. Like my dad brought that up too. Like the milk jug in right field that was always. Oh there. yep. That always giant, like, uh, like Lando that so, Lakes. Lando yeah, Lakes. So, like, got what a piece of junk that place was. Like they had a carton of milk blown up in the corner. Like oh my god, it was it was so like it was out of date at like 1995. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was, it was, already, it was great from like for baseball. The late 80s it was to the early gone. 90s, but like was completely outdated by like 1995. And I think. I take pride. I definitely take pride in that. Oh yeah, that's where we cut our teeth. That's where we started watching sports, like that's, in person. I maybe the loudest place that existed at the time. Oh yeah, so loud oh, that yeah. Al Michaels said we pumped noise through the stadium. Buddy, yeah, I'll, ne- I'll never forgive him for that. Buddy, I'll t- <laughs> buddy tell tell me you've only been to one Metrodome game without telling me you've been to one Metrodome game. That right. place is freaking loud. Oh, the last, ridiculous. the last Vikings game I went to, I did the last, uh, well, it wasn't the last Vikings game I went to, the last Vikings game at the Dome. I'm pretty sure overall. Yeah, it was overall because I, I, yeah, I got a sick pennant from it. First, first uh, play of the game, Cordero Patterson took one to the house. It was a regular season game. We weren't even making the playoffs, and that place just exploded. Like, this is like. Oh, yeah. And, that, and then you had a playoff atmosphere to that, and it's just the loudest fucking place on planet Earth. It's oh, just yeah, you really ramp up the stakes of the game. You can make it something for sure. Always, always was something. Shout out the Metrodome. I'll never forget, or even one of our uh, buddies who's a teacher told us that some of his kids he teaches doesn't know the Metrodome exists or what the Metrodome even was. Well, that one hurts. Foot in it. Yeah. That, that one hurts if, if like there are kids out there that actually do not know what the Metrodome was, man, they really missed oh, out. Oh, there's gotta be. They, they I mean, missed there's... out on a huge era, like a just grindy Minnesota sports era. I mean, there's Even the Wolves played there for their first seven year olds. So there's first graders now that were literally are younger than the death of the Metrodome. That's yeah, just wild. I think, I think if you're in first grade now, you weren't even alive when the Metrodome was. Like it, it never existed. That's just wild to me. That's just like such an integral part of Minnesota sports. Yeah, at right. least for, for me personally. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's like but, I said, that's where we started. Like that's where you made your first impressions of everything. That's where I looked around. And I was like, man, this thing sucks, but there's something about this oh, dome. I, well, the crazy thing about it though is did we really know it sucked though? Like I, we didn't go out. I mean, as a we family. saw other baseball didn't, stadiums, I didn't step, like on Sports Center and stuff, and we we're like, "Yeah, it'd be nice to have one of those." But, but like, we went to not until we it was went, gone. We went to uh, Chicago when I was in like fourth grade, and we went to the White Sox stadium. 
I went to the Metrodome after that. I don't know if I ever really came back and was like, wow, ours sucks compared to the other one. I don't know. It, uh, maybe, maybe I think it was con- because of the atmosphere. I think it was because yeah, of the fans. Maybe my, my I concept- really enjoyed the atmosphere there. And I guess maybe my conception of what nice was, you know, yeah. nowadays, yeah, I can objectively tell you it sucked, but I don't know, maybe when I was seven or eight or nine years old, I didn't care. I don't know. Yeah, it's just baseball and football. But speaking right. of football, you know, since we only have 10 minutes left here, 74 days until the Viking season. So I want to highlight the probably best 74 to ever wear a Vikings jersey, Mr. Bryant McKinney. Monster. Monster. Absolute monster. Had a, you know, I'm pretty sure he had like a couple down years where people wanted to get rid of him like really bad. But he was a really solid dude at left tackle. He never really. The best linemen are the ones you never hear of because they just exactly. hold down the fort. They just hold down the fort. And that's what Brian McKinney did in his, what, nine years with Minnesota from 02 yep. to 02 to 2010. Not a bad, not a bad left tackle. Pair him up, paired him up with Steve Hutchinson, Matt Burke, the boys on the line. Not too shabby. That's probably how AP got his 2,000 yards right there. He had a solid offensive line. Couldn't pass block for anything. Or we also probably didn't have a or we didn't have a quarterback either. But I don't think we appreciated how good he we was. We didn't. We didn't. Not only that, but the guy is actually on America's Got Talent right now. I just learned that like Jack last week trades. too. Yeah, he's working with like an athlete's choir or something like that. So I'll have to tune in because I'm sure he'll stick out like a sore thumb. I'm I'm sure he hasn't maintained, you know, none of us would. Well, he's three. I'm sure he's around 360 still. That's when he, that's what he played at. Usually the big, the, the, usually the giant offensive linemen lose weight when they retire. Cause they have say, to Joe, Joe so Thomas much is like unrecognizable now. Yeah. I was, a, yeah, that was like that's the a other way example. That is a perfect example. I, yeah. I, okay. I could definitely see it. I mean, when the guy doesn't have to consume like 8,000 calories in one day, I'm sure when like his body isn't used to that. So it's going to shed like no tomorrow. Yeah. No, it'd be interesting to check out. That's probably part of the reason we haven't recognized him is he looks so different. Maybe haven't seen, haven't, haven't noticed him. Uh, But just real quick, other Vikings news, Terry McLaurin, not real or kind of related signed like a three-year extension absolutely ludicrous contract for seven worth up to 71 million just makes me think that Justin Jefferson's going to get maybe the biggest bag we've ever seen from a non quarterback, which I'm Justin, fine with. Obviously the guy, gonna puts thir- up- he's going to make 30 a year. It's not mad happen. about it. That That's probably the number that he's going to be looking at. Not mad about it whatsoever. Going to hurt the paycheck, but that's, that's the Wolves problem. Not us. Now, no, if we no. trade him, we riot. Obviously, I don't pay him. But- Right, exactly. That would be that would be the most Minnesota thing to come out of this. Yeah. All right, let's wrap her up here, Klon. Six minutes and 40 seconds left. We can do this. Yeah, I can go quick. R- random Minnesota athlete of the week. Go. It's a good one. It is a good one here. So my random Minnesota athlete is the Australian Twins player known as Luke Hughes. Um, spent practically no time with the team, actually. Um, wasn't Matt play- Tolbert from Australia too, or something yeah, like he, that? You know what? Maybe, maybe I jumped the gun on the only Australian thing, but anyway, um, he did, did not play more than double digit games with the twins in any season. I just killed um, the he, spider on my wall. He was, he was 2010 played two games, 2012 played eight 
For and some reason, that name is like Oakland. solely in my head. He did in 2011, though. Skipped it for a reason. Played 96 games. That was the only year of note. Uh, hit 223. That's about the only thing worth noting, actually. Seven home runs. Uh, spent the rest of that 2012 year in Oakland for four games and did nothing. And we didn't hear from him after that. So didn't even play a full season. <laughs> Gone forever. Games. Career total 106, but shout out the Australian Luke Hughes. Met nice. you in Milwaukee. You were sick then. Your voice sounded awesome, but gone forever. Hate to see it. Never forgotten. Never forgotten. You can't forget an Australian. No. <laughs> Mine is Ben Revere. This is this is kind of my tipping. This was when like I had my real tipping point with the Twins. Yeah, the, this 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 one hurt. Batted only played three seasons with us, tw- ages 22 to 24. Guy batted 278 in the three seasons with us. And no- most notably, his last year, he batted in 294 before we traded him for guess who? Vance Worley. Lasted maybe half of a season with us. Dude, then, quality uh, pitcher there. But Trevor May, though, right? We had Trevor May was a part of that, not. Uh, Boy, I'd have to go back and look. I could have sworn he was no, yeah, maybe he was, maybe he was in that one. Yep, that could be. Well, I have to go back and look. But hey, maybe maybe we did win the trade because obviously you know we haven't heard from Ben Revere since 2017. But literally after we traded him, he put up three three straight 300 batting average seasons. He was and, playing in he was playing indie ball somewhere. I saw, but he but nothing of note. But I hope he's doing well. Because he was like my favorite. I got a signed baseball from him. He was like my favorite twin at the time. Let me trade him for Vance Worley. I tried to get excited, but then I was like, dude, I'm so sick of the twins just losing my favorite player. He was going to be an ace. I think that guy started like 12 games for us, and we just (laughs) left him for dead. Unbelievable (laughs) trade. Yeah, it was Ben Revere. Like That was my tipping point with the twins. And then when we traded Eduardo Escobar, that's when it was just like I thought that was the end for you. I really yeah, didn't. I think thought it, I mean for well, that one. I'm a sports guy, so I'll always have like a tap in on the Twins, no matter what. But it kind of was the end of like my real baseball run because I was like in the from like baseball was my sport for like six years until like 2013, and then just all of it fell off the rails. I just really got into basketball after that. I don't know why. Probably because I got NBA 2K13, and that just engulfed me. <laughs> and video games got you. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I guess in that defense, I did have MLB 13 the show. I just – this just the Twins made me so mad at the time that Gamer I just – guy got you going. Yeah, the Twins weren't very good either. That doesn't help. No. The Bulls were kind of in some fun talks when like Andrew Wiggins was kind of becoming an idea and all that. that well, even fun. before even before that, Kevin Love was putting up like 20, Ke- 20 Kayla games regularly. Like he was a lot of fun to watch too. Also had a Mo Williams 50 point game in there. That's Corey Brewer 50 Corey point Brewer game. For 50. <laughs> Thank God Cat's got the record now. Cause I just, yeah, geez. Ew, how terrible would it be to just like continue the how, how much more will we be clowned if our top two most points in the game were Corey Brewer and Mo Williams? Be unbelievably stupid. Oh my god. <laughs> it was unbelievably stupid, but whatever. We, Thank God still, it's over. We'd be still struggling. But yeah, no, that'll do it for this week of Spunk Lake Sports. Glad we're back with you guys. Clon, do you have any last thoughts? Uh, 
Have a good 4th of July. You know, this is a fun little weekend for most people. Don't be afraid to rip it up a little bit. Yeah, faucets are on. Faucets will indeed. Most people in Minnesota that live on lakes or go to lakes for the weekend. Most dangerous I'll be on weekend lake. of the year. Got a, got a pontoon rented for this weekend. So we'll see Ooh. what happens there. I'm sure summer, sh- summer shandies will be flowing. They have to be. That's <laughs> the only option. Why, why wouldn't they? That's All right. But that'll wrap it up. Spunk Lake Sports. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, one more time. Ant Jr., this one's for you. You will be on this podcast. I will do everything in my power to get an interview with you. But that's it for Spunk Lake Sports. Thanks again, guys. Mm-hmm.